Hey guys, and welcome to a new episode of Nerds Talk Movies. My name is Taylor, and I'm going to be your host today for a very different installment of this program. Joining us, he is returning from a stint with the High Evolutionary, Mr. Tristan Benz. Tristan, how you feeling, man? Let me tell you, this, this some bitch. he tried to, tried to keep me down, you know? He's an evil motherfucker. He he really is. He tried to send me into that that big beautiful forever in the sky, but I wouldn't I wouldn't have that. All right, I got too many opinions for that. He tried to silence me. I will not be silenced. Okay, you know I got I got to share too many opinions on movies and other things that maybe we'll plug during this episode. I haven't read the ads, so I don't know what we're gonna be talking about. But either way, I have returned. Well. I want to get your thoughts real, because this is going to be a shorter episode anyway, so I want to get a non-spoiler review from you for Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, But we are also joined by somebody who joined me for our spoiler talk of Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, Mr. Drew Garrison. Drew, how are you feeling today? I'm feeling good. I'm excited. It's like, this is honestly really different for us to talk about something that we haven't ever seen, so... Yeah, this was your idea as well, and I was like, man, you know what? That sounds crazy. Crazy enough that it might actually work. But before we get into our topic this week, Tristan, yeah, you weren't on our spoiler talk for Guardians 3. Uh, I feel bad because I got us to hold off a week to do the spoiler talk because I couldn't see it the week it came out. Uh, So give the audience, give us, give our ears your opinions of Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three, non spoilers, of course, because oh, of course, you know, I'm I'm a man of honor. Okay, I'm a man of honor. Uh, no, I loved it. Um, I would say it's probably my favorite of the trilogy. Now that I've had uh, some time to sit on it, I don't necessarily know that I'll rewatch it as much as I rewatch two, just because it's a bit heavier. But um, I really love it. All the emotional beats hit for me. I love the character dynamics. This is probably the best, I think, all the cast portrayed their characters, like in the stints that they've been in the uh, in the MCU. This is definitely my favorite Peter Quill, because he was, you know, I, we, we've talked about this. Uh, I like a, a sadder, more serious Peter Quill, and we got that a lot in this movie. It felt... This felt closest to the Peter Quill that we see in the Dan Abnett, Andy Lanning run that heavily inspired most of the MCU Guardian stuff. So yeah, I really enjoyed it. Um, It's pretty high on my personal ranking of the MCU. Let me pull up my list here. Uh, I would pop it at number... Popped it at number eight on my MCU list. Number eight. That That's is, very high praise. Well, it's a great movie, and I tell you what, I was already like, all right, James Gunn, let's see what you do with Superman, but after watching this, I'm salivating. <laughs> I'm salivating for what he's bringing to DC. <laughs> yeah, man, I think Drew and I kind of echoed your sentiments uh, last week when we talked all sorts of spoilers there, but I'm really glad to get some of your thoughts out there. If you haven't seen Guardians, it's highly recommended by the people here over at Nerds Top Movies. And if you have seen the movie already, please check out our spoiler talk, and we would love to hear your opinions on it. But let's go ahead and get into our episode's topic for today, which is... it's a little different. We're about to be going in... we're about at the midway point, actually, of 2023. 
Yeah. We've seen some great <laughs> movies and TV shows so far. And we've seen some stinkers. All right. So basically, we're taking a look at the upcoming lineup of movies from late May to December 2023. What we're excited about, any concerns, some fan theories, and more. If I had to guess, we'll probably be spending a lot of time, too, in the month of June, talking about The Flash and Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. You know it. Nah, those aren't those aren't that big a deal, you know. Just small, yeah, small. Nobody's releases. talking about those two movies. I know you two are joking, but I feel offended. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go ahead and get into this thing. Starting with May nineteenth onwards, I should have had this pulled up. That's on me. That is on you. It ain't mm-hmm. on me. I'll tell you that much. May nineteenth, we had Fast. X. Oh boy, did we stop the presses? <laughs> stop the presses. This episode's now all about Fast X. Movie <laughs> of the year? Nah, nah. Movie of the decade. Okay, let me get through the rest of May, and then I'll let you go off about Fast X. All let right. me try and get through the rest of May after seeing that. I can't. We are looking at a article from the Wrap, and we're not talking about a specific movie. And you're like, why didn't they talk about this? Blame the Wrap. Don't blame us. So, May 19th, we got Fast X. May 23rd, we got Victim Slash Suspect on Netflix. May 26th, we have The Little Mermaid, About My Father, and The Machine. May 29th is Reality from HBO. And that is it for the month of May. Now, Tristan, please continue with your regularly scheduled. Bro, let me tell I know you like to hate freedom. And and family, quite frankly, I know that about you. Well, we've talked about it at great length, and you know, I personally can't been the subject of many meetings. Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. A lot of the during behind the scenes stuff that the fans are not aware. Of. Taylor, big hater of family. Uh, he hates them so fastly and so furiously. But I tell you what, in the lead up, depending on whether or not the next one is the final one or Vin Diesel's Instagram you know, whatever his social media rumbling to true. And he does end up getting the studio to convince them or to, if he does manage to convince the studio to let them turn this fast X to a trilogy, <laughs> we got to watch all the fast and furious like, you have to watch all. Of them. I've watched all of them, you know, but we got to get you on, on, on this fast train. We got to get you into the family and we can drink a Corona every episode, you know, cause that's what family's about. Uh, we can wear like tank tops and wife beaters and and silver crosses, maybe bald caps, but I don't know. My hair's getting a little big for that, so we'll see. This movie was fun as shit. Was it the dumbest thing I've ever seen? Oh boy, so dumb, so dumb, but so good, so good. Jason Momoa, legitimately real fun as the bad guy. Like he he brought a presence to this movie, an energy that we've needed from a good villain for the entire you know ever, ever since Tokyo Drift pretty much Tokyo Drift's the last time I really liked a bad guy you know well actually that's not true because the Shaw brothers were cool basically since seven the villains have been kind of eh because Charlize Theron is great as Cypher but you know she's just you know walking around with questionable hairstyles until this movie when she gets a great hairstyle and she just needs to keep it for the rest of the franchise uh the the action was ridiculous, you know. It it brought me to laughter, uh, from how fun it was. Great one liners that are just the most ridiculous thing you've ever seen. It's the most Fast and Furious that Fast and Furious could be. So if that's not your cup of tea, then you know, sorry you hate family and freedom. 
I actually am glad that you talked about this movie because I was me and uh, so the, the the FF movies have always been uh, something that has been me and my family more accurately my siblings uh, thing to do because first Fast and Furious was one of the movies that wasn't supposed to watch watched with them anyway. <laughs> So it came. It kind of became a family tradition. Then we all got kind of tired of it around Fast Six. Well, and it sounds like your family hates family. You never get tired of family. It it got to be a lot, especially with the oh she's alive. Hey, there's a secret family member three times in a row. But but here's the thing, Tristan. You the way you're talking about how amazing this Fast Ten movie is. I we I might just convince my siblings that we need to like finish this off we i have no idea if they're gonna have the other two movies i think that's a lot but <laughs> let hey. me tell you the way this movie ends they fucking better or i'm gonna burn universal studios to the ground i don't care if they manage to get okay uh, hold on hold on i don't on, i don't care if they manage to get chris nolan away from warner brothers now nothing will be able to save them from my wrath if we do not get a conclusion to the fast saga Tristan Universal has the Hulk has the Hulk um Hulk movie rights and I am trying I am hoping that Disney finds a way to buy them away from them because holy crap we need them. Opinions of one Tristan Benz do not reflect those at Nerds Top Movies or the Nerd Stash Network. Or the Nerd Stash. I need to cover all my <laughs> They reflect the family. Okay. I speak for the family. But besides the point I kind of knew when I read off Fast X that that would be the only thing we'd be talking about for the month of May. Because the rest of this month is kind of, eh. Aside from Guardians, which we already had. Yeah. So, anybody have anything else to say for the month of May before we move on? Uh, wasn't, didn't something else come out that was important? I don't know if it's important, but apparently... Um, this one is one that uh, my brother was excited for. Apparently, uh, there's a Blackberry movie. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. with uh, Jay Baruchel and Glenn Howerton's Apparently pretty good and a stunning performance from what I've heard for Glenn Howerton. Good to see the It's Always Sunny crew getting so loved, especially as Charlie Day's directorial debut finally came out and it was getting trashed, which is unfortunate. I really wanted to go see it, but they weren't playing it uh, in, in, in my town, so I didn't get the chance. Dang. Hmm. All right, let's go ahead and move on to June. Oh, man, we got a good one. The kickoff June. June 2nd. We got the Boogeyman. No, that's not it, of course. We're talking about Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. That's going to be one of our main topics of this entire episode. On June 9th, we also have Transformers Rise of the Beasts. Woo! Flame and Hot. Hold on, hold on. Never th- hold hold on. on, yeah, I, I need to... Hold on, Tristan, you got uh, the last one. I need yeah. to talk well, about... Well, I wasn't going to go off. Up. I was just going to say we have a fun full circle moment. Because back when we used to do news on the show, Taylor, remember we announced... Well, we didn't announce it. We don't have ties to Universal. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to rephrase that. We definitely won't now. <laughs> but we read the news article about like this movie like getting announced. So it's just yeah, it's like, that is wow, true. Time time has flown by. You know, if you had told me that Transformers was going to get a sort of resurgence in the live action sphere, after, especially after like the uh, Transformers four and five. 
I wouldn't have believed anyone. Then the Bumblebee movie came out, and that was actually really decent. Now we've got Rise of the Beast. We've got an accurate Unicron coming to the screen. Optimus Primal. I'm not even a huge fan of the Beast Formers, and I'm excited for that to see Optimus Primal and Optimus Prime in the same movie. Put a pin in that, Drew, because I remember reading something about Rise of the Beast, and it wasn't great. So, uh, <laughs> no! On June 9th, we get Flamin' Hot from Hulu and Disney+. Plus. That looks June fun. 16th, Elemental, The Blackening, and Extraction 2 from Netflix. Uh, on June 23rd, we have The Flash, No Hard Feelings, Asteroid City, God is a Bullet, and The Perfect Find. From Netflix. On June 28th, we got Run Rabbit Run from Netflix. A bunch of Netflix here today. Netflix, they're uh, they're they're up to something. Is it good? Who's to say? But yeah. June 30th, we got Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny, Harold and the Purple Crayon, and Ruby Gilman Teenage Kraken. That's a sentence right there. That's a that's, title. That's a title of a movie right there. Let's go all the way back. All right. Let's talk about across the quick, quick request, quick request, Taylor. Ask me how I feel about Harrison Ford at at this age. How do you feel about? Harrison? He belongs in a museum. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I just love the fact that Harrison Ford used to say he's never going back to these movies. Now he's gone back to every single one of his iconic Look, man, roles. The man likes to fly planes, okay? I think we need to just stop being mean to Harrison Ford for going back to these movies. I'm not being mean. I'm he's just I just find it fun I just find it funny <laughs> that he went back, especially after he was adamant about saying that he wasn't. That's all I would say. Harrison Ford is so anti-nerd. Like, he hates most of his characters. But he loves Indiana Jones. So in, yeah, which is hilarious, which too. Which is so funny. But it, it's so engrossed in all of most... I don't want to say all, but a lot of his characters are engrossed in the nerd culture. And Harrison Ford is just like, eh, I don't really give a shit. But again, the man just likes to fly planes. He likes and to fly. And who am I? Yeah, I mean... He, it's not a terrible hobby. It's not like he's trying to eat people like another no. actor who's uh, yeah. alleged to do things. What? We're pretty sure he did it. I'm, 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 uh, yeah. There was a documentary. I, there was I a whole, yeah. <laughs> At the very least, if he ain't eating people, his family's fucked up. So that's a whole other conversation. Although I will say, like, maybe at a certain point, Harrison Ford should stop flying planes just because of how many crashes he's been involved at this point and how like old he's getting not that you know older people aren't fully capable i don't want to be ages but he just has a track record of being in multiple plane crashes at this point so maybe that should do we want to start with indiana jones and just go backwards well it's the dial of destiny you know like it's like the whole point is to go backwards so let's start with Indiana Jones here. So I'm not that excited for this movie. It doesn't have to do with the fourth movie being complete trash. It wasn't very yeah. good. It's it's pretty much solely that. I don't trust this movie to be good. Lucasfilm, while they do some great things here and there, they're not on a great run, mm-hmm. I think. So I don't really trust them to be like, let's end the Indiana Jones series on a high note. If this isn't even is an ending, it seems more like a reboot with a new main character. Which, I don't know how that's going to fly, but it might fly better than Harrison Ford. It might fly better than Harrison Ford. That's a good point, Taylor. 
Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, hey, pe- people people like Phoebe Bridgers, you know, isn't that her name? I always get Phoebe Bridger and Phoebe Waller's Bridge. Uh, I, I thought it was Waller Bridge. Okay, Phoebe Bridgers is the singer then. The, let me see. Yes, Phoebe Bridgers is the singer. It's not Phoebe like Waller's Bridge. People. Point being, Phoebe, whatever type of bridge she's on, uh, people <laughs> like her, you know, in uh, Fleabag. I've seen some of her. She's fun. You know, she voiced um, Lando's android companion in, in Solo. So, you know, she's got... She's got good comedic timing, at least. You know, we'll see how how that works out. Uh, I I like James Mangold. He's a good director. Um, like he did Logan. Yeah, and he did Ford v v Ferrari. People like Dawn of you know racing. Uh, <laughs> he's gonna be working on Swamp Thing, which is exciting. Um, you know, I'll, I'll I don't know if I'll go see it in theaters. Um, I do like the Indiana Jones franchise, but it's never been one that I'm like, it's not one of my big passions, uh, but maybe, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll over a weekend, I'll just rewatch the whole original trilogy. And then, you know, Skip I guess four. I haven't, I haven't watched four since I saw it in theaters as a kid. So, it, you know, I, I don't, <laughs> yeah, we'll see how I feel about it. I didn't really, I didn't really understand most of what happened as a, as, as a kid. I wasn't even that young. I was like, I don't, I'm not following any of this. <laughs> like, I don't I like, what, what's, what's happening here? I was like, what, what's Shia LaBeouf? Doing? Oh, is this kid? Oh, that's kind of dumb. I don't see the resemblance, but all right. You're right there. There's a few good things that were here with the cast. You're also, you got Matt Mickelson in this, who I think he's playing a Nazi. I think that's what the whole thing. The, the, the plot of this. I mean, it's Indiana Jones. Nazis are going to be involved. I'm sure. Yeah. So I mean, I don't know who he's playing, but he's the villain, and Mads Mikkelsen is awesome and everything. So. Except for Doctor Strange, but that wasn't his fault. Yeah, that's just more the character. Drew, how are you feeling about Indiana Jones right now? Honestly, just it's happening. That's there all I know. can feel about it. It's happening. It's happening. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I can't fault you there. I do love the tone of this episode so far. We're taking any kind of preparation or research out the window. Now who every now and then you just gotta fucking fly by the seat of your pants, much like Harrison Ford. <laughs> so proud of you, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Taylor. Ask me if if Harrison Ford. First of all, before we make you know, hold up. Knock on wood, we love Harrison Ford. We want him to always be safe. Yes. So we're not trying to, but so we're not trying to drink any of this. We love Harrison Ford. He's like the coolest mm-hmm. person ever. He's in so many of my favorite movies. But Taylor, ask me if Harrison Ford has been in a bunch of plane crashes. Has Harrison Ford been in a bunch of plane crashes? It's true. All of it. <laughs> <laughs> That's you. not even Indiana Jones. No, it's but it's Harrison Ford. I mean, I was yelling, "Get off my plane!" That's not Harrison. I mean, that's not Indiana Jones. That's Harrison Ford as the president in Air Force One, which that's a great that. Harrison Ford plane movie. Fuck, I should have put that on my list of movies we should watch. That's a good point. <laughs> that's a great movie. What is supposedly also a great movie is The Flash, <laughs> and I'll tell you what. I'm DC, sorry. Whether yeah, Taylor, it say your is. Thing. Whether it's, who was it, Tom Cruise, 
Tom Cruise, Stephen like King, Jaden Smith. Uh, Are they paying? Like, I don't know. okay, I got to respect Warner Brothers here because this is a wide variety <laughs> of people across a spectrum of humanity who is going, hey, you know what? Let's get Stephen King, Tom Cruise, and Jaden Smith in a room separately, of course, because I didn't see the movie at the same time. That would be kind of weird. And all of them said, this is a great movie, one of the best movies I've ever seen. Insane. Now, Based on based on the trailer of the Flash, it does seem as if like his we're gonna go with the whole his mom got murdered origin, and with his dad going to prison. And what do you think his dad said? You know when he was on trial, because I got an idea. Go I'm like it. reasonably sure that he said I didn't kill my wife. <laughs> Harrison Ford from The Fugitive, everybody. You explaining it afterwards is so much worse. <laughs> I'm saying some people aren't big fans of the fugitive. Cause then he's like, I didn't kill my wife. And then Tommy Lee Jones is like, I don't care. You know, in all truth, Tristan, I thought you were going to say run, Barry, run. No, no way. Well, we can see in the trailer. He says, call the police. And then Barry decides to run anyway. But you know, I'm looking forward That's to the it? Flash, though. That's all you had? <laughs> I don't know. I feel we the Flash is the ones like we've talked about so much, where it's like, yeah, it's coming out. I, I don't understand how all these random ass famous people are like this is the greatest movie I've ever seen. It makes Citizen Kane look like dog water. Like, no, that's paraphrasing, and but there's that's some exaggeration. The, there it's an exaggeration, it. but that's like a lot of people are saying it's like one of the best comic movies since The Dark Knight. And I'm like, what? Yeah. Tom Cruise was the one who had the most praise, I think, out of anybody. Well, the thing with this is that so many of them said it in such a similar fashion. You know, like, some of them got paid off. Maybe not all of them, but some of them did. How are you going to pay off fucking Tom Cruise? You know? He saved the movie industry. Yeah. I mean. And so will The Flash, apparently, according to Tom Cruise. (laughs) It's like, this is why we have theaters. I'm like, what? This is this is going to be wild to just go and see. That's all I'm going to say. Regardless of where this ends up on the spectrum, this is going to be a wild movie to see. Maybe they paid off Jaden Smith by offering to let him do the Karate Kid too. I fucking hope not. And also having it once again be in China, even though uh, China is, is Kung Fu. I just hope that doesn't happen at all. Cobra Kai has... So, just single-handedly save this franchise. Maybe he'll get a cameo in, in Cobra Kai. Don't you dare speak that into existence. I hope he does. <laughs> Bring back him and Hillary Swank. <laughs> Irony is, I do like Jaden Smith's Karate Kid. It is nowhere near the same level of legendary as the original Karate Kid. But at the same time, it's like, I still like it. Getting back to the Flash, though. You know, the subject of our conversation. Supposedly. <laughs> I do think this movie is going to be. I don't know if it's going to be as great as the hype around it. You're not going. You don't know if you're going to be on Tom Cruise's level. I don't know if I'm going to be like Tom Cruise and you know, be like, dude, this is one of the best movies ever made. <laughs> you're going to be jumping on the couch about it. I I held back. That was sitting in the chair. You know what? Yeah, I don't. Like, nah. I don't want to make too many jokes about Tom Cruise. I don't know what. I don't, I don't know what's going to happen to me if I do that. So I'll take it back, Tom. Sorry. <laughs> hey, hey, no, no, no. Keep going, man. Maybe he'll, maybe he'll mission impossible you. I'd, I'd really rather that not be the case. Point but I do think The Flash is going to be a really good movie. Yeah, I think Whether it's as good as the hype is, 
I don't know. Like I do think there's some exaggeration there. I'm going to go into it with some reservations about the villain of the movie because if you do any kind of like Google searching into like who's the villain of the Flash, you're probably going to get spoiled of some things. I've seen the leaks for it and I'm just like, "Ah, that's kind of okay." So, I'm not that excited for that other than the villain. I am really excited to see how this Flash movie has a story for Barry and for Batman. Yeah. Well, in all, in all honesty, we all knew who the villain was going to be for this movie. Don't you dare Warner say Brothers? Don't. No, he's going to say Ezra Miller. <laughs> uh, it's also true. Like, I didn't have to say it. You did for me. I kind of appreciate the toxicity of this episode. It's yeah, you know, it's just, hey, hey. We've been, let me tell you something. For so long, for years now, we've been just talking about movies we like, for the most part. I mean, there's some stinkers in there, obviously. But for the most part, we've been pretty, you know, like, positive. Like, hey, you know, we haven't really gotten to just make fun of shit in a while, I feel like, personally. And for that reason alone, you know, I'm just, I'm like, like I said, we're flying by the seat of our pants. We're just here for the vibes, you know. We're just having, having fun with the audience. I'm sure, you know, at this point, They've either checked out emotionally and mentally, or they're along for the ride. And if you're along for the ride, well, then buckle up. You're part of the family now. Like, let's fucking party and make more jokes about Harrison Ford, I guess. I don't know. I'm going to find a way to slip in more Harrison Ford jokes. Just rest assured on that. I'm looking forward to it. Anything else about The Flash before we move on? We're going to be doing a spoiler talk on it. We will be talking about it in depth in a more serious manner. For anyone who don't want spoilers, do not go into the toy section of your local Walmart, Target, or whatever. Not the Target. Oh, not the Target. Yeah. Once you see it, you know who the villain is. I was in, I was in a toy aisle the other day looking at you know Marvel Legends X Men figures. Uh, which you know what? Now that I'm thinking about it, you know, depending on how long this goes, maybe I'll fuck around and go to Walmart and buy that Havoc figure I've been thinking about. Uh, and yeah, they've—I mean, they've got—they've already got the toys there. They got like little Michael Keaton Batman with his bat wing and everything. Like mm-hmm. it's—it—it—it's it, you know. It's I just want this movie like to do girl. Barry Allen story justice. That's all I, from I like from all the reactions I'm seeing. Apparently, that is they the case. Do it. So. I don't, I've already talked about this plenty of times before. I don't know how you guys feel. I don't want Ezra Miller back post-Flash no, as Barry no. But I just want this movie to be good as a Flash story. So we can end the DCEU on a proper note, going to a brand new chapter helmed by James Gunn with a new Superman movie and a new Flash and new everybody. That's I what I'm Supergirl. Not a new, and new Supergirl. No, I want. I want. Well, everyone's saying the Supergirl's great. Let's just let's just fold her in. Mm-hmm. So well, she it can doesn't star in Woman of Tomorrow. Even if she's great, though, it, it doesn't fit at all into the story James Gunn wants to tell. I mean, not necessarily. We, we don't know. We don't know anything about Supergirl other than she already exists in the DCU. To so. be fair, we need to see the Flash and see how that goes. There you go. But as for our next movie here, we have Transformers Rise of the Beast, which drops on June 9th. All right, Taylor, you, you've held off long enough. What, did, what were you holding back before? I don't have the article pulled up because for some reason I didn't feel the need to actually do the research here. But 
I remember reading an article saying that it's tracking to be pretty bad. Like along no. the lines of Shazam too. No. <laughs> Darn. I'm I'm so broken up about it. <sighs> that didn't sound genuine at all. Tristan, okay. you need to be in every podcast from here on out. Just with your toxicity. Just to throw it in there. Yeah. Oh man. You know, that's hey. Looks fine, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, I don't have a thing to go on about. I've said how I feel about that movie just now. <laughs> I am a huge Transformers kid. I grew up with some of the 2000s cartoons. I saw Dang, the um, movie. Huh? No, no, I was agreeing with you. I also uh, did that. Yeah, it's like Transformers became one of my one of my favorite franchises. And when it got live action treatment, I th- I was like a kid in a candy store. Yes, was it very different from any Transformers vibes? Yes, but most of the Transformers series switches vibes on you. So I was fine with that. Now they're bring- now they're bringing in honestly exceptional voice work and the effects look polished as hell. And I and you're telling me that this movie's bad? If we finally got like some of the amazing uh, characters that we can get on here, and you're doing the Unicron story, and it's bad? I mean, look, we've had bad Transformers movies before. We'll be fine. But it was never <laughs> Unicron. That's the nah. major one. Yeah, but, but, Unicron, Drew, but Drew, we've had bad Galactus, and that's kind of the same. True, but bad Galactus was because they made him a freaking space cloud. Well, you got me there. We've had bad Dark Phoenix. Twice. They didn't get that right either time. Yeah, that's true. Wish they wish they got it right, but they didn't. I'm just saying, we will be... Alright, we will survive. Now, this is only vaguely related to Unicron, but Drew, you'll get a kick out of this. You remember the little uh, little Minimates figures that DC and Marvel used to put out? Remember those little guys? Yeah. So, I had a, I had a, I had a bunch of those. I had a bunch of X-Men ones, obviously. Um, I had a ginormous Unicron Transformer. I just pretended that was a Sentinel. So, that's what I would... That's what I would do in my time as a child. Just have them fight the Unicron. It's like I understand you there. I used to have like this I used to have a giant uh Robin action figure and I used to like let and I used to like say, Oh, this is the Robin from uh the Dark Knight Returns storyline. There you go. But if we're talking about Transformers, then I just wanna say, I have Optimus Prime. And I send this message to all surviving Autobots out there. Bro, they're taking refuge amongst the stars. Appar- unless you're a, uh, a, a, uh, uh, what's, what are the, what are the gorilla ones? What are the, the animal ones? What are they called? Oh, um, the Predacons? Yeah, the Predacons. Unless you're just hanging out on Earth for thousands of years with the dinosaurs, dinosaur ones, and, 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 and all that, you know. Those are the Dinobots. There's a lot. There's the there's Predacons. There's too many. There's, there's too many. I'm gonna I'm gonna say it. I'll be the one to say yeah. it. There's too many. I'm I'm not I'm not keeping up with all this. I am not excited for this movie in the slightest. Like you cannot pay me to be excited for Rise of the Beasts. Not if I, I give you seven dollars. I don't think I can just. It's not worth the time <laughs> just for me to watch it to go to the theater. <laughs> what if I pay for your ticket? I mean, I'm not going to go see it, but what if I pay for your ticket so you can go see it and you tell me how it is? <laughs> I don't think you can pay for my ticket to go see Rise of the Beasts. That's how uninterested I'm I am. I got cash out. You know, I got Venmo. Like, I can. I stand by 
that Transformers <laughs> needed something absolutely crazy, and this goes into Fast X here. Do something ridiculous like a Fast and Furious crossover God, or a G.I. Oh Joe God, crossover. I would fucking love a Transformers. G.I. Joe crossover should have happened. They've done it too many times. New life into this franchise. Because just going... Bumblebee alone, I don't think, was enough. It just... This franchise was killed by Michael Bay. Yeah. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Well, was it killed by Michael Bay or was it killed by Mark Wahlberg? Because <laughs> I tell you what, the Shia movies were pretty enjoyable. Yeah. Yeah, but who directed those movies? Michael Bay. Michael Bay. I feel like it's still Michael Bay then. Nah. Don't get me wrong, Mark Wahlberg being a mad gene, genius. <laughs> hey, hi, inventor. my name's Kate Yeager. I'm a genius inventor from Texas. This is my Boston accent. This is my 17-year-old daughter, and she's dating this, like, 22-year-old man. But it's okay, because he carries around a laminated card talking about the Romeo and Juliet law, so it's okay for them to date. That's not creepy Why at all. Why that's a storyline <laughs> is beyond he could have just He could have just been 18 and just graduated or dropped out. It or could have been a one-year difference. Or he's just not, or he's just 19 and he's in college already. Make the it was age like somebody told creepy. Michael Bay that. That and fact. He's like, oh, we got He was get like, you know what? I, I know this now, so now everybody else does too. I'll I'm tell, you, I'll tell you what, though. I'll tell you what about Transformers 4. It's got Frasier in it. So when I watch it, I'm like, damn. Am I rooting for Cemetery Wind because they're being led by Frasier? Like, I'm sorry, Optimus, but you're killing a lot of humans. Maybe, you know, maybe Cemetery Wind is, is on to something. You got Stanley Tucci there? You got Did the Tucci? Optimus kill anyone? Kill oh, any humans Optimus Prime killed some humans. He killed some humans when he busted out of the barn to, like, save Kate Yeager. <laughs> okay, daughter. true, but they were... Uh... And then True, but they were hunting him anyway. Yeah, so. but they yeah, but he still killed them. And Optimus Prime is all like, "We like freedom is the right of all sentient beings. We can never take a life." And he was just chopping them up left and down. And then he did say, "Like I'm going to kill." I don't remember who he was talking. About. He was like, "I'm going to kill him." It's like he was saying, "I'm gonna kill this human." So well, yeah, that's when he found out that they were like butchering Ratchet and they did it to Ironhide and the yeah, well, Ironhide. That is exactly yes, that's what happened. So. Yeah. There you go. I mean, you were the one who said, did he kill him? Yes, he did. And he expressed an intent to kill again. <laughs> He's like, I killed once, I'll do it again. No, now that we mentioned it everything, it would have been, honestly, a lot more of a cult, more of a shock if, like, when Megatron came back, it's like, Optimus is like, hey, yeah, let's just nuke the planet. That would have been a shock, yeah. So, moving on from Transformers, a movie that none of us are really excited for, to a movie that I think all three of us are very freaking excited for. I think it's either, for many people, I think it's either The Flash or Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse as the most anticipated movie of the summer for them. And for me, it is it is Across the Spider-Verse. Just because, even though I love The Flash, Into the Spider-Verse was a great movie. I trust the sequel to be a great movie. It's going to be a two-parter. I'm expecting this to have a fantastic story. And one hell of a cliffhanger ending, because you got to go into that two-porter with a cliffhanger. I mean, they keep saying it's like the Empire Strikes Back of their trilogy. That's ever used, though. Man. That is an like, overused it's always, phrase, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's, it's always it's the Empire Strikes Back. Infinity War is the only one to live up to that. Uh, well, you haven't seen Fast X yet. <laughs> Alright, we're getting the Drew's thoughts first. Yeah, so get the Drew's thoughts. I'm just saying. 
It's a cliffhanger. Yeah, I wouldn't. I want to talk about Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse because the trailers have kept me on edge of my seat. Oh my god. Here's one of the things here's one of the things that I think Tristan is the only person like to fully get it for me. I do not like Miles dating Gwen because Gwen is Peter's love interest, and I always feel like all of the new Spider-Man get Peter's ex-love interest, comics or outside of them. But even still, with all that, I am loving what they hint at with Miles' storyline. I like his new costume. Good costume. Yeah. And Spider-Man 2099, one of my favorite Spider-Man. And oh my god. He is... Like, he is a scary motherfucker in this movie. It's like, when you first saw that teaser where he's just beating the crap out of Miles and trying to get him through a portal, I was like, what the fuck is happening? And even to this day, I'm like, what the fuck is happening? Because it's either one of two answers now, and both of them are a little crazy to me. But I'm enjoying this. And the return of Peter with his kid... And it just be the most adorable thing I can ever see. Ugh, this movie cannot come out fast enough. And you, uh, this... <laughs> no, no, go ahead. I was gonna ask you a question, but keep going. No, no, no. Go ahead, ask your question. Well, I was just gonna say you're talking about Peter with his kid, semi tangentially related. You see everyone using the screen grabs of Peter with his kid to roast the editor of the current Spider-Man comics. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> that's yes. All I, that's all I, I, I wanted to, <laughs> to know. If you've also been following that, it's been very funny. I've I've been fo- I've been following that. I've been loving it. Nope. It's like I don't really like to harp on some of the writers and everything, but the spider the current Spider Man comics have been trash. They have been ass. How dare you break up the bromance of Johnny Storm and Peter Parker? Which is why we're so excited for Across the Spider Verse because it feels like a, a this is the Spider Man we want to see. You know. Is the Peter we yeah. want to see? Is the, uh, the the young Spider Man we want to see with Miles, you know, and with Gwen as as a young Spider Man himself? We get the whole the whole Spider Verse at play, you know. It's it's very exciting. Anyway, my hype for this movie is honestly uncontained. It has been exploding out of me, and I don't know if I'm going to survive after the movie comes out. <laughs> I don't I don't like the way you phrase that. <laughs> I don't like the way you phrase that. Either. I'm, not, I'm not crazy about that. <laughs> It's, un- it's exploding out of what the fuck is overflowing like some webs or something he just out here <laughs> just whipping all over the place why, why do you why does everything we all say have to just go back to being sexual it was your tone <laughs> it was your tone as well as the way it was fr- i don't know like i thought i you're telling me you didn't realize what you were saying because taylor correct me if i'm wrong it sounded like he was saying it intentionally am you I, sounded right? confident which is why i was gonna let i was fly. trying to equate myself to a freaking bomb but no apparently uh, uh, some kind of bomb for sure <laughs> i i dislike you right now Tristan, what are your thoughts on this? Let me tell you my thoughts, Taylor. My hype for this movie has just been <laughs> exploding inside of me. And I just think I hate I'm, you. I'm just positively so filled right to the now. brim with hype, just fit to burst. <laughs> uh, I, I, I just like you so much right now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm I'm looking forward to this movie. It's 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 uh it's a it looks like it's gonna be a great time. Uh, I have nothing but positive things to say about the first movie. It's one of my favorites, and that was even before I became as big of a Spider-Man fan as I am now. So I am very much looking forward to seeing the the sequel, seeing if it lives up to the hype that's exploding inside all of us. 
And, you know, looking forward to see all the all these new fun spider peoples, you know, Spider-Man 2099. I'm, I really love Spider-Woman Jessica Drew, so I think it's cool that they're bringing in Issa Rae as, as that character. Uh, yeah, no, I'm just, I'm, I'm very much looking forward to this film. All right, let's move on to July. July 7th, we have Insidious, The Red Door, and Joyride. On July 12th, we have Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1. <laughs> July 14th, Theater Camp and Bird Box Barcelona on Netflix. July 21st, which is going to be a battle between two Titans. And those Titans being Oppenheimer <laughs> and Barbie. <laughs> The poor bastards who are releasing on the same day are Coyote vs. Acme, They Clone Tyrone on Netflix, and Stephen Curry, Underrated. I want to stop right there because I want to talk about Oppenheimer. <laughs> but uh, July 27th, we have Happiness for Beginners on Netflix, July 28th, Haunted Mansion, and Sympathy for the Devil. Now... We only are, we're only talking about what two movies. I don't think we have anything to say really about Mission Impossible. Ah, uh, I do. You do. Okay, go ahead and get out. Get I out your fucking system. love Mission Impossible. That shit looks fucking dope. Did you see the trailer? I haven't. I've like three movies back. Oh my goodness! You get you got to get caught up, Chief. Cause let me tell you, there is a reckoning coming, and I am I am so jacked for it. Like, legitimately, this might be, this has the chance of being the movie of the summer for me. And I know that's, that's a bold claim after we just talked about, not just into the, or across the Spider-Verse, but also The Flash and me being a, a DC guy. But, I mean, Mission Impossible, just, these last few movies just do not miss. So if this is as good as it could be, then we are in for a treat. Let me tell you right now. I got nothing for this. I, the last one I've seen was Ghost Protocol, and I think the one I gotta also watch first movie. is the one with Henry Cavill. Is uh, no, no, you have to watch Rogue Nation, then you gotta watch one. Okay. With Henry Cavill. All I remember is Henry Cavill just like cocking his arms, like her legit great guns. mustache. I have to admit that when I first saw the trailer for this movie, I was like, "This is like the Mummy and uh, James Bond combined," and honestly. I feel like I know it's not going to have any supernatural elements because that's not Mission Impossible. But if it has, like, the funness of a James Bond movie and some of the uh, the melodrama that Mission Impossible has... Like, not melodrama in a bad way, like, good melodrama. Actual, like, drama and stakes. Yeah. It's like, I'm, I feel like I'm going to enjoy this one. I've never been, like, a huge fan of the Mission Impossible movies, but at the same time, I just love seeing what they do in the movies. So, you know, I, I'm excited. Let's talk about the main event, though. Oppenheimer versus Barbie. Now, let's get the Barbie movie out of the way. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to need you to treat the Barbie movie with a little bit more respect. Stop being facetious, okay? I'm calling you I'm out not here. being facetious. I'm being dead serious. I'm going to see both of those movies. Now, if you told me about, what, two, three months ago that this Barbie movie would be something... Probably you, I, I, me personally wouldn't go to the theater to see, but whenever it actually goes to streaming or digitally, I'll be like, damn, I kind of want to see that just to see where it goes. I would have told you you're an idiot. However, after seeing the trailer, I went, damn, why does this look really good? 
they went the only direction I think you could have went with this movie. I I have not seen the second trailer, mostly because I just did not care about the Barbie movie. But I am surprised to hear that you are excited for it, Taylor. Like, Tristan, I knew it would be up in the air with you. Just I mean, I have you here. seen that cast? Like, come on. The cast alone was enough to get me to be like, what? And then you see the trailers, and you're like, I am in. It is a perfect amount of, this is a ridiculous movie concept, and we're going to add a bunch of actors in here who know how ridiculous this movie is, and they're just going to ham it up. I'm not saying it's the next coming of uh, Citizens Kane. I'm not saying it's going to be The Flash. It might be. I'm just saying I've seen Citizen Kane mid. It's not going to be as good as The Flash, <laughs> no, I'm not. of course. That's, 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 <laughs> well, of course not. What could be? You know? Yeah. What could be as good as The Flash? That, that's a joker one. I don't think Citizen Kane is mid. I will say that I didn't love it, but I see why everyone thinks it's amazing. That being said, on any day of the week, I'd rather watch the live-action Speed Racer movie than Citizen Kane. So there you go. Still have never seen that one. True, do you got anything else to add about the Barbie? Uh, come on Barbie, let's go Barbie. Let's go party. Put some some respect on the fucking lore, Drew. (laughs) I do. There's a lore? (laughs) I can't talk to you right now. (laughs) Taylor, move on to Oppenheimer. I can't, I can't, this guy. Genuinely, Drew, I would say Watch the trailer, okay? I will do so after a recording. It has an actor in it that I don't want to spoil, but Donald Glover said he should play Shaft, and I'm going to let that go. Um, <laughs> Tristan, get the joke. Okay. No. The other movie releasing on the same day is Oppenheimer. This movie looks absolutely stunning. Visually, audio, the cast, the story of this real life event being told dramatized and all that it looks like an amazing christopher nolan movie tristan what are your thoughts on it well it's like you said the cast it's like (laughs) there there are three camps this summer of who's in what there's people who are just all in fast and furious then there's the other third of Hollywood who's just all in Barbie, and then there's the third who's all in Oppenheimer. Now, there might be some crossover. Maybe there's a certain actor who's going to be in, in two of these things, but I won't spoil it because it's funny. Uh, I am very much looking forward to Oppenheimer. Uh, Christopher Nolan is one of my favorite directors, if not my favorite, and it seems like the way that they're going to be looking at Oppenheimer with like the the weight and the guilt of you know, changing the world arguably for the worst and that we now have the power to show ourselves. I think it'll be very interesting to watch him grapple with that. And Nolan has yet to make a movie that I think misses for me personally. Dunkirk, even though it's my uh, least favorite, like it's still a competent, good movie with great performances and just a, a spectacle. So I am, I am, I am jacked for this. Yeah. Uh, I did not, like I when I first heard that Christopher Nolan was doing Oppenheimer, I was like I had to jump on because Christopher Nolan is one of the directors where I'll go watch his stuff. I may not like it, but I'll but I'll go out there with that feeling of wow. And uh do I need to rethink my life? Christopher Nolan has done that in nearly all of his movies. I think the only movie he didn't do that in is the Dark Knight trilogy, and only only because 
I had already gone in with expectations of the Dark Knight trilogy, where everything else he's done, I've never really had expectations for it because I have no idea what the hell he's gonna do. But ooh, seeing like seeing the uh this biopic of Oppenheimer and how he is a revolutionary change the world in a way in a way like that really has like put us in a position of we could die at any moment. <laughs> uh, well, it is it is going to be interesting to see his story and everything. I've always I've always like looked up Oppenheimer, never wanted to go too deep into it. But now it's like I'm excited to see where it goes. This is a movie with very very serious subject matter. Which Christopher Nolan, correct me if I'm wrong, has he done something like this before? Um, in terms of like something that just based uh, on other than Dunkirk, he has done Dunkirk. Yeah, I was as gonna well. say Dunkirk's about it. Yeah, but yeah, and everything else has been uh, an original story of his, or or his brothers, or well, besides that. the Dark Knight. Well, yeah, but it, well, I mean, even then, like he, they wrote the the story, like, I mean, obviously, you know, he worked on Oppenheimer, but you know what I mean, like not yeah. based on a real thing like it's based on comics you know but from dunkirk it seems from everything i I haven't seen dunkirk but from the reception around it seems like he handled that subject matter very well so i assume he's going to with this movie as well and the cast which is an exceptional cast can't get over that i think they're gonna crush it i think it's going get freaking josh peck in the cast i mean josh peck's in this movie too yeah josh peck's in the movie dude i'm so happy for josh peck Right. That's pretty cool, man. The only, like, I guess it would be, how do you make it, I don't want to say interesting, because interesting, I think as a story alone, it's disingenuous to say that this isn't interesting of a story. Like, it's one of, like you guys said, how do you make it cinematic? Yeah. How do you make it cinematic? How do you put it in a narrative? If the trailer's anything to go by, it's by making, like, the signs of it so mystifyingly beautiful and horrifying at the same time. Now, I think that's about it for July, so let's get into August. We have The Meg 2, The Trench, on August 4th, along with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Mutant Mayhem, which I believe is the Seth Rogen one. Yes. Mm -hmm. On August 11th, we have Last Voyage of the Demeter. And Gran Turismo and Hearts of Stone on Netflix. August 18th, we got Blue Beetle. Got Strays, which is a movie trailer I saw yesterday. <laughs> and I thought it was just a regular-ass commercial. <laughs> That's how bad it looked. <laughs> I mean, it looked... I, don't know, I mean, it doesn't look... I don't know. I, it, it made me chuckle. I'll say that. And then we got, on Netflix, The Monkey King. On August 25th, we get White Bird and we get Lift on Netflix. I'm going to go ahead and just combine September as well so we can go through this a little bit faster. September 1st, we got The Equalizer 3. September 8th, we get Poor Things, The Nun 2, My Big Fat Greek Wedding 3. On September 15th, we get A Haunting in Venice, Challengers. And on September 22nd, we get The Expendables 4. And the creator, the Expendables. Whoa, I'm sorry, what? Yep. Okay, that's something we're going to be talking about. Hold on, I'm Google. Is it, what? I'm surprised this is the first you're hearing about this. Well, because they've been, it's been in production hell for like forever, and they kept talking about doing the female spinoff, the Expendables. So I didn't, I stopped paying attention to Expendables 4. 
Now, while Tristan is Googling the Expendables 4, because we kind of have no knowledge about this, and Drew apparently does, let's go ahead and back it up a bit. Let's talk about Blue Beetle. Honestly, when DC was having its problems, and when some of the and when some of the movies looked like they were up in the air of whether or not they were going to come out, I thought Blue Beetle was going to join that ranks, and I was so happy to see. Not only is it not only was it still coming out, but that trailer, mm, it's it kind of feels like we got like we got superheroes combined with some Power Rangers type stuff because the way Jaime was swinging that sword in the end. I was like, oh, I'm going to enjoy this movie. Jaime Reyes, awesome comic book character that you guys, re- I hope you guys really get invested in when you see his story and everything. I am a, I am a little bit surprised that they put in Ted Kord's, uh, Ted Kord's history into this movie, but <laughs> I'm excited. Like, oh my God. Even like the suit and everything. Now, initially, I always thought like the way that uh, Kajida, uh, that's the scarab, by the way. Uh, the way the scarab speaks to Jaime would be in his own voice because it would be a bit more creepy that way. But even her just having like the Marvel, the Marvel um, AI voice and everything, it, it's basically just Karen. It, it still excites me to no end. And I just love how the suit looks. It looks organic yet mechanical. I am so excited. Oh, my God. I'm going to keep talking if you guys don't stop me. Go ahead. Uh... Also gonna say I agree with Drew. I'm very excited for Blue Beetle. I'll echo all his thoughts. The suit looks cool. George, I'm excited to see George Lopez also. That's like George Lopez. But real quick, Taylor going to Expendables. Not gonna talk long about it. Fifty cents in it apparently, and Megan Fox, and the main yep. dude from the Raid is the bad guy. Hmm. Everybody's so, coming back. That'll be cool. Yeah, and Tony Jaws in it too. All right. All right. And uh, Jacob Scipio, he was he was one of the bad guys in uh, Bad Boys for Life, which was great. He was real good in that. So, uh, oh, and Andy Garcia is playing a CIA agent. Still yep. got Terry Crews with a shotgun. Uh, I'm not seeing I'm not seeing Terry Crews, but we still got uh, Jason Statham, Dolph Lundgren, and Randy Couture. Okay, coming back. So we still got you know we we still got a good good chunk. All right, I, I like it. I like that cast. Yeah. But also, yeah, looking forward to Blue Beetle. I hope it gets folded in. Well, I hope it's good, and uh, if it's good, I hope it gets folded into the new uh, DCU because we we need uh, need some Jaime in our lives, and then we can get a Blue Beetle team up with uh, Booster Gold. Yeah, William Zapka can play Booster Gold, and since you two don't watch Cobra Kai, no, I know we we talked about this bitch. I still want a younger Booster Gold, but you know, agree to disagree. Like, he is technically supposed to be either fresh out of college or just kicked out of it when he's boosted old, so... Hey, older people can go to college, okay? Yeah, but can older people go to college and become, like, <laughs> the biggest stars in college sports? <laughs> how many How yeah. many 57-year-olds do you see running down for, you know, uh, uh, run, running down the line for the uh, UGA dogs, you know? Hey, man, Stetson Bennett is 25 years old. And in NFL years, that's like middle age. He got drafted. That, it, like that you know, that's true. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. But still, it's William Zapka is <laughs> slightly older than twenty five. Slightly, not by much. Just he's slightly, good. just a tad. He's looking pretty good. For yeah, yeah, he's looking pretty solid for for a man of of his uh, who's who's as long in the tooth. We'll say as he is. That's a good way to put. It. That's respectful. I'd say. <laughs> yeah. Well, he deserves respect. He got disrespected enough by Danny, yo, Danny LaRusso, you know, 
Put him in a body bag. <laughs> put him in a RIP to that guy, body bag. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, man, I do have reservations about this movie. There's some parts that I'm like, I don't know how this is going to trend. This like does feel a bit like a HBO Max movie that they're putting out in the theaters. I'm just hoping that Zolo Marduena ends up doing a great job. And it does just good enough to where DC can put him into the main DCU. Because I love this casting. This guy is going to be a big movie star. And it would be great to go ahead and get him in DC. Lock him in. Make him one of your mainstays. Mainstays off the bat. And there we go. But, I mean, there's there are still some problems, I think, with the CGI. Which is, it's before the movie comes out. They can always freshen it up and everything. But, I don't know. I'm just a bit concerned about what the story of this is going to be. Mm-hmm. I mean, I... It's an origin movie, so, you know, I guess... You don't want it to be generic. Get away with it. I think that's the You don't want it to be... You don't want it to be generic, but I do think as long... Even if it is a somewhat generic story, as long as they give it, like, the amount of, like, heart that it seems like it's gonna have, I think it'll still do alright with audiences. Like, as long as they take it sincerely and, and genuinely... And Jaime is a character who benefits from having his origin story... having his origin story told especially in an established universe considering his character if you've ever read the comics Mm. and not only that i do think one of the parts that might actually work out well for this movie is to bring this back to fast and furious for you tristan jaime's family yeah it's about his it's about if they could really lean into that and make that like the heart of the movie jaime and his family I think you got something there, even if the story is a bit generic, which I think it probably will be. Tristan, you mind taking over here and doing the just the rest of the year? So October to December. I gotta go do something real quick. Bro, go do something real quick. So October, we got Craven the Hunter. We got the Exorcist. The ex- I was gonna say the Existentialist. The Exorcist. We got <laughs> Damsel on Netflix. We've got Killers of the Flower Moon, which we've had a trailer for, which looks tantalizing. We've got Dumb Money. We've got Untitled Saw Movie. <laughs> we've got Five Nights at Freddy's. We've got Pain Hustlers. That's a lot. Drew, you have any thoughts on any of these films? I can't wait to see Craven the Hunter. It's going to be weird to see it as a non-Spider-Man movie, even if they, like, connect it to Spider-Man. I'll tell you what I, I feel about Craven, Drew. I can wait to see it. <laughs> I'll probably go see it in theaters, but not opening weekend. I, I'm not going to skip it like I did Morbius, because I do like Craven, but like you say, it'll be weird to see him have nothing to do with Spider-Man, Attorney at Law. Any thoughts on Killers of the Flower Moon? That's getting a lot of buzz at, at Con right now. Uh, if I'm gonna be honest, I haven't really kept up with it. Uh, it like it looked like it looks it looked uh it looked in uh interesting, but uh I just haven't kept up with it. Well, there you go. You heard it here first, everyone. Drew has not been keeping up with Killers of the Flower Moon, <laughs> and neither have I really. I watched the trailer. I'm like, oh, this looks good, and then I went about my business. Now moving on to November, cause here's here's where we started getting shit that I'm giving a shit about. All right. November (laughs) 3rd, 
Dune Part Dune Part two. 2. This will be the movie of the year for me. I can already feel it in my bones because it is now it's going to be covering the second half of the first Dune book, which is my favorite part of the book. If they fumble the bag on this, I will lose my ever-loving mind. But I don't think they will based on just the fact that Denis Villeneuve just lacks the capacity to miss. And the cast just looks great. And that they that teaser trailer they already put out, oh my goodness, it was the best thing since sliced bread. I just cannot wait. Drew, you got any Dune thoughts? Are you in Dune mode like me? I have never read the book and I didn't go see the movie. You haven't seen Dune? I just don't care about what it. What are you doing with your life? Uh, I've been enjoying other franchises. It's like, look, I'm Nothing not gonna. Matters. I'm not. Dune. We're in Dune mode I'm, now. <laughs> I, I, like, I'm not. I'm not gonna say like Dune is bad because honestly, I just was not one of the people who got into it. And so when the movie came out, I was like, oh, that looks interesting, and. Then, like, I just forgot about it because other stuff was happening that I was excited for. This this guy. This guy. I can't, I'm trying to shift into Dune, Dune mode. Get into the Dune zone over here. You know, harness the Dune force. And you're just trying to... <laughs> You're just trying to harsh my Dune vibe. What are you doing, well, just Drew? Do, just Dune, Tristan. Dune. You're right. I'm doing it. I'm doing it now. I'm in the Dune zone. No, but legitimately, I am. I am very much looking forward to Dune Part Two. Like it is. It is. Man, I. I love. 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 The first Dune. So this one is sure to blow my socks off. Then November 10th, we got the Marvels. Yeah. That's exciting. Hey, they're going to change the hierarchy of power in the Marvel Cinematic uh, Universe. Boy, well, they written by, <laughs> we helped, you know, co-written by Zeb Wells of Amazing Spider-Man fame. And we've seen how he writes Kamala Khan. She's a, she's a scientist, everyone, instead of being the high schooler yeah. that she's supposed to be. Well, they gave a, they gave a reason for that in the, in the, in the, uh, the last issue that was published. I know they gave the reasoning, but it was far too late. And also, she's not a scientist. Well, she's something of a scientist herself, like Norman Osborn. After, you know, do we have any thoughts on... I'm going to try and blaze through the rest of November. Do we have any thoughts on Marvels? We're looking forward to it, though. You know, jokes aside about Zeb Wells, like, it looks fun. Trailer was good. I'm watching purely for... Um, for uh, the true Captain Marvel, Monica Rambeau. There you go. That's what we like to hear. Is what we like there. Taylor, you got any thoughts about Dune? Are you shifting into Dune mode like me? I am not shifting into Dune mode because I you guys are fucking see the bitches, bro. I will you say absolute cowards. <laughs> I will say though, <laughs> I do get why people are disliking the Marvels. It's incredibly stupid, but I get it. I'm not gonna act ignorant and be like I don't get why people are hating it. But I will sit here and be the guy to go. This movie looks really ridiculously fun. I know that makes me look hypocritical, who's been really criticizing the MCU for comedy over the past year. But there is no fucking way you can take this movie's premise seriously. It is too ridiculous. That's true. The only way that you could go with it is the way they're going with it. So, And I think everybody's playing the roles to perfection. I think Mon Villani is going to be the star of this movie. Oh, of course. 
I am watching purely for Monica. I get that they've technically butchered her character because she said that Wanda sacrificed <laughs> yeah, it was in a great the line. freaking <laughs> WandaVision uh, show. That 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 was that was terrible. Yeah. But but this is her true first outing, and I really, really want to see Monica like shine. Tristan knows. I've talked about it ever since Comic Book Club. Monica Rambeau is my true Captain Marvel if they ever did it. Carol is Miss Carol is Miss Marvel. She can share that with Kamala because both of them are awesome as Miss Marvels. But Monica shines as Captain Marvel. And even though she's Spectrum or whatever in this movie, I enjoy her character a lot and I can't wait to see what they do with her. I'll say this, though, in terms of going on the whole, you know, the true Captain Marvel thing and all that, in terms of characters getting demoted and, like, having to get a different name because they can't be called Captain Marvel anymore, the name Spectrum's cooler than the name Shazam. (laughs) Honestly, that is true. So, you know, just be happy. Luckily, in the comics now, they're just back to calling him the Captain, so I can live with that. But, yeah, I mean... That makes you know, sense Monica for a Rambo's kid, too. Like, a kid who gets superpowers, right. he just calls himself, ah, I'm the Captain. Well, it's it's because of a, a misadventure, apparently, some type of nautical situation that his siblings made fun of him for. Yeah. This is this was all just revealed in the new Shazam number one that came out this month uh, by Mark Wade and Dan Mora. Available now. All right, you guys are in long box hunters mode. Uh, Tristan, go ahead and yes, wrap we us are. up. <laughs> go through November and December. We don't got all day. <sighs> Who are you telling? After yeah, so November tenth, we got the killer on Netflix. November seventeenth, we got trolls band together. I assume that's an entry in the trolls franchise. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a growing <laughs> tale on what Twitter has been like for the past five years. <laughs> You these trolls know about family based on the way they're banding together. It's a pun because it's a musical, I'm sure. <laughs> I don't know why this this title's so amusing to me. Uh, but on that same day, it's going to be going up against Hunger Games: Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes. And I gotta say, things are not looking too good for the Hunger Games once the trolls band together. And then you've got Next Goal Wins. You've got Thanksgiving. Wait, 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 there's a there's another Hunger Games movie, a fifth one? Well, it's a prequel. It's a prequel about the start of the game, or like the 10th Hunger Games. It's starring Rachel Ziegler. That's the only reason I pay attention to it, because I just find her very amusing on Twitter. Um, it's got the Dink. It's got Peter Dinklage in it and Viola Davis. So, you know, they got some pedigree. You got a family affair on Netflix, and then November 22nd, you got Wish. You got Napoleon, which I believe is the new, uh, freaking, what's his face? Um, Joker and Gladiator and Joaquin Phoenix. Uh, new new Joaquin Phoenix role, and you got Leo on Netflix. Then you got December with Magazine Dreams. We'll see if that comes out since it was a uh, a um Jonathan Majors vehicle. Uh, so you know, we'll see how that plays out. You got Leave the World Behind on Netflix. You got Wonka on December fifteenth. I know we're all just fiending for that that Willy Wonka prequel, boys, with Timothy Chalamet, star of Dune Part Two. You know. Wow. Dune Part 2, November 3rd. Willy Wonka on December 15th. He's going to have competing competing films. Hey, either way, he wins. What a season for Timothy. Then, December 20th, we got Untitled Ghostbusters Afterlife sequel. Great. Cool. Then, we've also got a whole seven years. Um, I'm bad at math. Is it actually seven years? Shit. Yeah, fuck. Am I? No. Five years? You got... Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom. 
which, if I'm not mistaken, I think it came out on December 20th, whatever year it came out on. So it might actually be legitimately exactly, you know, however many uh, years. Uh, I'm looking forward to that. Anyone else looking forward to Aquaman Lost Kingdom? Looking forward to seeing a very comic yeah. accurate uh, Black Manta suit. I was going to say, can I start with Wonka here? Sorry to get back. Oh, yeah. Well, because after, well, then let me just say the last three Illuminations Migration. I don't know what that is. Rebel Moon, Zack Snyder's Rebel Moon coming out December 22nd. And then Color Purple coming out on Christmas. There you go. Talk about Wonka. Okay, hold on. Uh, because I wanted to say, Tristan, it was five years. That was five years? Okay. Well, there you go. Taylor, how are you feeling about Wonka? I don't know if we need this movie. I don't know why I even said that. Like, that was something that Hollywood executives ever think. Is if people need to see it or would want to see this, they're going to make it anyways. But for real, though, on a serious note, Timothy Chalamet is a really good actor, really good up-and-coming actor. So I'm sure he'll do a great job. You did mention Aquaman 2 at the end here. I did. The Lost Kingdom. I don't know how that's going to work. I don't either. I don't think Warner Brothers knows. Because there's actors in it. The Warner Brothers has some stuff with actors. Like We can say, yeah, the ongoing situation with Marvel and Jonathan Majors. We can talk about that. But, you know, Warner Brothers and DC have had a <laughs> not ideal past few years. Let's just... It's been less than ideal, we'll say, yeah. <laughs> so we'll see how that goes. I would love to see more of, what's the actor's name, Patrick Wilson? His mm-hmm. Ocean Master. I thought that story yeah. was really well done, I think. It was a different ending than what you would expect out of the first movie, and I kind of really loved it. It was just really Aquaman going like, hey man, we don't need to be, basically being like, we don't need to be dicks. Like, what are we doing? We need to no. just band together. And instead of like the Ocean Master being this DC mega villain, it does seem like they're kind of turning it around for the character, which I, you two are the comic experts here. I don't think you typically see in DC. He's had some, he's had some, some, uh, reformation moments. He's been in his, like, I don't hate humans era before. Yep. Now, if we're talking about comic accurate, there are two things I want from this movie. Aside from it being good. A. Do you want the hook hand? I, yeah, Drew, you fucking know me so well. I want him to get his hand cut off so we can get his hook hands. Number one. Uh, well, harpoon <laughs> hand, if we want to be more accurate. And two, if he has a kid. <laughs> Now, Taylor, what do you know about Aquaman's kids? I know nothing. Okay, well, let's just say... (laughs) Let's just say, if he has a son, you gotta keep that kid far away from Black Manta, because it's not gonna go well. (laughs) I'll just... I'll leave that to the imagination, because... There's a reason why they've had beef for quite a long time, long before they killed each other's daddies in the comics. Well, damn. Yeah. yeah, Black Manta doesn't fuck around. Like, Black, Black Manta is, like, the supervillain who, he's not the evilest, but he's the most asshole-ish he's, of yeah. any supervillain. Speci- he's the evilest specifically when it becomes to Aquaman. He's like, you know what, yeah. I don't care about taking him the road, I want to f- ruin this guy's life. Who's the actor's name, Yahya Abdul-Mateen? Abdul-Mateen the second or the third? I want to say second, but I'm just going to... Honestly, oh, yeah, either way, he's a great actor. He's great in Ambulance, another another Michael Bay joint. You know, he's great in Watchmen. He's the second. Yahya Abdul Mateen the second was fantastic. 
is Black Manta in Aquaman 1. I am really pumped to see what he does in Part 2. I assume he's going to be in it. I assume this is going to be a lot of carryover from Part 1. That seems like it. I think there was some stuff on Reddit about like a test screening. And not going over particularly well, so who knows? Either way, like you talk about, like maybe he can get a hook hand, maybe he has a kid. Honestly, it probably doesn't matter because I don't think this is going to carry over unless it makes a bunch of money, and I don't think it will. Uh, well, that's what they said about the first Aquaman Taylor, and it made over a billion dollars. But is it going to do it again with a reboot looming? Stranger things have happened. And also, Tristan, we do have to like we have to acknowledge that a lot of the other movies that were that came out around the first Aquaman were very mixed review by audience and critics. And Aquaman just and Aquaman was the one that came out and it's like there were no mix. Everyone just loved it. Although there were plenty of mixed reviews about Aquaman. Everyone well, a lot of people were like, This is fucking dumb. You go on Twitter right now, half of people think Aquaman's the dumbest thing in the world. Other people are like, yo, this is a banger. You know how many arguments I've been in? Because I'm like, Aquaman, fun movie. It's good. Aquaman's like the Fast and Furious of DC movies. That's you know? a very good comparison. If you like, if you like fun, and I'm not, even, I'm not even saying that facetiously. Like, if you just want dumb fun and turn your brain off, you go watch Aquaman. It's a good time. It's a comfort movie. Like, it, it's a serviceable, fun action-adventure romp. Like, it's not going to change the world, but it's going to, you know, pass two hours looking at some pretty colors and seeing Jason Momoa go, my man, and be just sexy. You know, uh, but yeah, but yeah, Aquaman looks Aquaman looks fun. Can't wait. Uh, his black suit is a little weird to me, but otherwise, I'm fine. All right, let's go ahead and get out of here. I want to thank Drew for joining me. I want to thank Tristan for joining me. I want to thank anyone for listening in. Next week on Nerd Stop Movies, we are going to be doing a spoiler talk on Across the Spider Verse. Cannot wait to get into that. But that's for next week. We'll see you then.